0: here in the on-track studio live live and in color here in the on-track studio. My name is Justin Porter, Mid-Atlantic Vice President of Operations, and I got a crowd of people here in the room with me for season 5, episode 4. To my left, Chris Horn. Good morning. Chris is the regional manager for the Piedmont Triad area. Directly in front of me, Dustin Linders, Superintendent. Good morning. Welcome. And to my right, Scott Williams, superintendent. Good morning. These guys are really excited to be here. Um, They've been losing sleep over it all night, but we just wanted to uh, go over a few things. So first off, why we're here. Then the main topic, we're going to be talking about the Piedmont Triad area and the team we have down there. We have a handful of uh, shout outs, a couple employee owners to announce, a few more announcements and a takeaway. We will get right into it here. So why are we here? We are here for training. Like always, over the wintertime, we spend uh, a ton of time training, whether it be uh, foreman superintendent training, whether it be equipment operator training, new laborer training, we go through it all. Um, It's a big investment for for our people. I like to think about all the uh, time spent as honing our craft, sort of developing on the ideas that we already know, getting better at it. And also it's a huge investment of people as you see here. So what have we been doing over the past, um, we've been here three days,
1: right? Yeah. We had quite a, uh, quite a diverse agenda, uh, for the week. Um, I think it's, uh, it allows everybody an opportunity to, to see what's going on in the company. Uh, you get out and you meet people in different regions. Um, and again, the transparency here for me, it's just, it's unbelievable. Um, in my previous lifetime, I don't think I've ever been around a company that's provided so much transparency from, you know, the back of house to the front, and uh, it, just the support is amazing.
0: That's great. Yeah, we 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 dive deep into a lot of uh, good topics here. I mean, everything from uh, financials to an ESOP update. We don't just scratch the surface. So
2: it also gives the foremans and the superintendents coming into the company uh, insight of everything going on through the company, and gives them the tools and everything to succeed and be productive with the company. You know, yesterday we talked
1: a lot about consistency. And uh, for me, being in in, uh, North Carolina and we're all in Ashland and whatever, you don't necessarily understand that, you know, you can kind of be out on your own limb. So for me, it's to hear what goes on up here in New England uh, and company-wide. So it allows us to make sure we have consistency across the board.
3: That was my takeaway from this is the structure is consistent company-wide learned a lot up here retained a lot up here it was a great three days and we definitely
0: have to uh thank some people for putting us all together because there was a ton of behind the scenes effort that goes into these um to these trainings so um hopefully i'm not gonna i'm sure i'm gonna miss somebody but um kim ryan did a ton in the background to um schedule you know all the food all the uh, hotels that went into um the training for every night uh, Bella did a ton of work behind the scenes. Ron Miller was here uh, setting up uh before and cleaning up after um, Jason Light was always in the background, setting up making sure all the audio rooms were um, in in place um, and also Doug Morrison spent a ton of time on this agenda and i 've been a part of a lot of these uh, meetings, but this to me was by far the best um, It was really interactive. we had a lot of uh, team involvement so so yeah, thank you Doug for for setting that
1: up. Very well organized.
0: And you know, also we have to thank the people that aren't here. We have over 100 people here this week and the reason we're all here is for training obviously, but there's people that are back running jobs right now, um keeping the people on site safe because it, the jobs must still go on. We can't just abandon all the jobs and so we got to thank, you know, the people that left behind and say to the jobs, there are some supers that are not here. There's some former that weren't here. The PMs and PXs, they were all out there running jobs. So this was a total team effort and a big investment for the company. We appreciate all your efforts out there. So for the main topic, why we're, why we're here, we want to talk about uh, the Piedmont Triad area a little bit. I will go back to Chris. Um, Chris, where, uh, just give a, you know, two minute overview on, uh, where you came from, sure. uh, where you started, where you are now.
1: First of all, Radio Land, I apologize for my voice. Uh, <laughs> I had to come to Maine to get sick, I guess. Um, it's the, uh, the weather. So I'm from here originally. I'm from Kanduskig. Um, I've been in the construction industry about 25 years, a little bit more than that. Um, traveling up and down the East coast doing heavy highway bridges, that kind of stuff. Uh, I currently live in central North Carolina. Um, We say the Piedmont Triad region, maybe a lot of people don't know what that is. It's Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, So I live in Hillsboro, been there for about 10 years and uh, really, really excited about this opportunity to come on as a regional manager here and and help grow that region.
0: Well, we're certainly excited to have you. Um, It was pretty funny when you first applied, I saw your (laughs) name on Indeed there and like a guy from Maine, what? How did yeah. this happen? Guy from Maine living in the Hillsborough. So. It's
1: it's a small world, right? I Had to move a thousand miles away to get hired from a company two towns over. So, <laughs> well, we
0: appreciate your time being here. Uh, Thank you. So, uh, Dustin, Dustin Linders, uh, superintendent down in Greensboro, been down there since October, right? That you were the start of our first job. So that's correct. Where uh, where'd you come from?
3: I uh, originally came from Colorado and then um, in 2020 during COVID moved to Chesapeake and then uh, kind of got a position up in Richmond and went through there and then luckily enough to find this place and I'm here with Sergeant and couldn't be more happy.
0: Thanks for joining us. You've been a huge uh, impact on that Greensboro area. When we first started uh, back uh, in October, you were first one in, first one in digging the basins and you've been there ever since. So that's right, uh, and they just keep, just keep change ordering more work down there. And they, they just can't help but keep you around. So no, thank it's you. been
3: it's been a great project. Great yeah. great people to work with down there.
0: And our most recent addition, uh, Scott Williams here to my right, superintendent. Where'd you come from?
2: I originally come from West Virginia, uh, Charleston, and uh, worked in the coal mines up there for a few years. Uh economy went down up there, so I moved down to North Carolina and I've been from up and down the east coast, uh, doing heavy civil, highway, residential and uh, I finally lucked up and got on the sergeant and Dustin said I'm really happy to be here and grow with the company.
0: Good. Welcome. Uh, what do you uh, what are you working on down there right now? Which site?
2: Uh, I'm working on the Baker site. Uh, trying to get it going and getting it straightened out and trying to get up and get it finished.
0: That was a uh, that was a site that we were able to uh, directly negotiate with. It's a private developer working on the airport because they recognized that we were doing a great job on the uh, Crossfield project the Dustin site, the airport recommended to this owner that we do the project. What is it? It's uh Marshall Aerospace. They're gonna be manufacturing uh some plane stuff there. Yeah. Okay. It's a like a
3: English uh company. It was like C 17s or something like that. Oh, about. was it? Okay. it was a big, yeah, big big planes.
0: Big stuff. So that that is uh right next door to the uh the boom supersonic hangar. And uh Dustin, why don't you talk a little bit about the job that you started there?
3: Well, initially the 1.2 million yards we finished up, I want to say in August, somewhere around there. Yeah, nearly six
0: months ahead of schedule,
3: Six right? months ahead of schedule. Um, and then uh, they just didn't want us to leave. So they got us the uh, first change order of the 200,000, which I'm working on right now. They say the biggest challenge is down there is the soil. You got to learn how to manipulate that soil down there with all that mica and sand. So uh, that's been a big challenge. But um, between working with Jacobs and the crew and the team I got down there, um, we've been able to be very successful.
0: Well, you say it's challenging, but you guys have made it look made it look easy um I know it's not it has not been easy um and also you've done a really good job protecting your perimeter. I would say i mean the site is over five hundred acres right from you know where you start to where you are, and you have not had any erosion issues
3: right um no i mean as far as offsite um the wetlands and stuff like that uh we've we've been very lucky, very fortunate we've had twelve inches rain and half months so
0: yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's all luck i think there's a lot of planning that went into (laughs) Into that uh so a little
3: bit a little bit yeah so but yes there's a lot of exposure out there
0: yeah absolutely what about uh you chris for uh tell us about the hertz uh site that we got
3: so
1: that Hertz site uh justin just mentioned how much rain we've had in the last two months i mean we've been fighting that those first two phases were all pretty much ens controls uh doing some sediment erosion ponds um and it's just really difficult. It's a difficult site to maintain all everything on that. So uh, that kind of slowed us down a little bit. But we did get our phase three uh, from NCDEQ, the approval on that. So they started the demo on on that Hertz building and uh, the excavation of Basin 1. So we're making some headway now, finally. And uh, hopefully the, the weather will cooperate with us. And let's get into spring and lose some dirt.
0: Yeah. How much dirt we have to move there? It's just at 300,000, right? Yeah, I
1: think something like that.
0: Yeah. So finally, that. finally can get into that, into that dirt. And the difference with this one is all over the road trucking. Uh, unfortunately, we had to go through the uh, public, um, you know, the, for the public road system. It's Great. only, um it's a quarter mile trip, but
1: it's not a long haul, but uh, it still has the same complexity to it.
0: Yeah. We can't, uh, can't run the scrapers over the road, unfortunately, but <laughs>
1: why Greensboro?
0: What, what, uh, what brings us to Greensboro? People, people may wonder. It was, pretty kind of a simple, uh, simple decision. We have been working in, uh, we've been in Virginia for, uh, nearly 30 years. Uh, actually next year we're going into our 30th year down in Virginia. Um, but the Greensboro office is about th- uh, three and a half hours away from, from the Ashland office. So it's just over the border. Uh, we have a, probably a deep, what I would call a 20 plus year history of going, down into North Carolina, doing projects uh, down there for whether it be landfills or airports or some uh, commercial site stuff. So really we've, we've been there, but this big anchor job that we got at, at the airport really led us to just keep looking at more. And we hired some really great people um, down in that area. I mean, Scott, Scott being one, Chris being another, we did a lot of interviews down there and people would just keep coming to us and saying, eh, well, you know, you." you'd you don't have an office here. We're not sure how long you're going to stay. So it really just got me thinking and looking around the area and looking at office space and what's preventing us from getting on office down here. Um, so back in, uh, back in August, Herb, Eric, and, uh, Tasha came down and actually Herb is taking a picture of me right at the moment, kind of distracting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Herb, Eric, and Tasha came down, uh, to spend a week. And I drove them around and showed them the area. And uh, I would say we were all, they were amazed at the infrastructure that North Carolina has put in place over the past 10 plus years, Scott, would you yeah. say? Yeah. Um, they are doing it right. They are putting infrastructure in place to basically bring people and business into that Greensboro area. So to me, it, w- it was not that hard of a sell. I mean, we're very used to uh, working in the market anyways. There's Nearly 1.7 million people in the in the Greensboro area. 1.7 million. That's more more than the entire population of Maine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of working age people in that market. And right to the east, you have you have Raleigh, um, another 1.2 million people.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, Justin, h- kind of highlight where Greensboro is. It's right in between Winston Salem and and uh, that Raleigh Durham market, and it's. Uh, the diversity of greensboro what what they have to offer that Raleigh and Winston doesn't have is you know they have that the airport right there um, it's a It's an un, underutilized resource uh, and it's a massive turning into a very industrial uh, manufacturing type market, which is different than Winston Salem and uh, the Research Triangle area over there in Raleigh and Durham.
0: A couple of big big ones that uh, are coming into the area. Um, the boom supersonic, which was close adjacent to the area where we moved all the dirt, uh, that's going to bring a thousand jobs. Um, that massive Toyota battery manufacturing plant—that's another five thousand jobs to the area. And when you bring all those jobs into the area, you got to continue building infrastructure and build housing, and and of course, Amazon's and data centers. And so we expect a lot in that area over over the next 5, 10 years. So. For us, we saw the opportunity down there um, and there's a lot of general contractors in the area that we already are looking to work for in Richmond. So there's a ton of overlap of people from, you know, from Richmond to Greensboro to Raleigh. So we see a lot of uh, similarities between between the two.
1: Justin, highlight just a little bit on the relationship uh, that, that pulled us down there. I think that's a great story and it's it's quite a testament to, to the Sergeant brand anyway.
0: It really started back in uh, 2018 where we met a young engineer um, who worked for an airport consultant. We really, our, our superintendents and foreman and the people in the field really gained uh, his respect. You know, we worked together well and really he, he uh, lived in that area anyways, in the Greensboro area. He was always traveling up to Virginia to do work, but then he got a job down in the Greensboro market and a couple of months later he called me up and said hey do you want to come and bid on this job i think it's something that you guys would excel at and we did we bid it probably wouldn't have bid it honestly if if we didn't know him uh, if we didn't know him trust him it was a new company that we'd never worked for and you got to know your know the people you work for and know know who you can trust so so he uh, brought us down there we bid it and ever since then just that turned into two more projects down there. Yeah, so, so I think
1: it's a great testament to, you know, that relationship and, and it is such a small world, right? So you never know who you're gonna run into. So it just, you know, pay attention on how you treat people because you never know when it comes back around and <laughs> we you talk know, there's about some good things. Right? So those true. young engineers, be good That's to those exactly young engineers. Right.
0: You know, 20 years from now, we're still gonna be working with those guys. Could so. be a food source. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, thank you for that. What do you guys see? Like how, how are we setting up the team? Chris, what was your thought on, it? how is it going to be similar or different from other regions? What, what's your thought there?
1: Um, I think right now, uh, I think we want to make sure we get the right people, right? I think we, we spent a lot of time focusing this week up here talking about uh, getting the right people the first time, right? So I don't have any aspirations or, or goals on, we need X amount of people at this date. I think it needs to be organic and uh, kind of a, a slow growth obviously we need to work before we we hire all all kinds of people and just, I don't want to fill the office just to fill the office. So.
0: Yeah. I, I think we, Chris and I have talked a lot about that, that, you know, we are looking for project managers. We have a, uh, we have an ad out there for a project manager, but we're not forcing it. If we find a great project manager, project executive, we'll, we'll hire. Um, if a great estimator walks in the door tomorrow um, that we want to talk to, we might hire an estimator. Mm-hmm. So we're keeping all options open right now. And to me, I think uh, it's going to be similar to what we have in the mid Atlantic office, I I would say is our expectation and like, just like uh, New Hampshire as well. So uh, sort of a small regional office and, but a lot of, uh, a lot of work coming out of
1: that area. Great opportunities down there.
0: Yeah. And and it's not too far away either. So, I mean, we're still three hours. I mean, Travis still goes down there a lot. Ricky goes down there a lot to, support us. So we're not, we're not leaving you down there on an yeah. island to yourself. Although no, it, it, You know,
1: it is, it's a different state, right? Everybody says, Oh, it's North Carolina versus Virginia, but it's really not, it's not that far away. Yep. So,
0: I mean, people up in working up in Presque Isle, Maine, right, should it's care just than, as much yeah. as, uh, as this. So
3: That's right. I just, I just think it's great how the support system, um, when you say plan work together between you and Ricky and Travis, and this is a support system and with him coming on, it's, it builds a lot of confidence in the superintendents down there. You Knowing that um, someone actually has their back and they mean what they say and they say what they mean. So that's a big deal to me.
0: Well, we support you guys 100%. Absolutely. We're, we're committed to that area. So.
1: Well, and we always go back to we talk, and looking at the core values on the wall there and it's investing in people. So I think it's, you know, we've got a great team of people down there. I think we just want to add to it. Um, but you can't forget what we have. So we need to support and grow. The existing folks. So, and I think, you know, S- Scott, Dustin, tell me
2: if I'm wrong, but I think there's opportunity abound down there. So. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's plenty of opportunity down there to grow and grow the company down there and our reputation down there to the region going.
0: And Scott has uh, brought on some uh, good hires for, that he's known in the past as well. I think we've got a couple more on the, on the list of interviews to do. So. Thank you for that. Keep them coming.
2: You're welcome. Like <laughs> I said, you know, most people down in North Carolina, you tell them about the company and, you know, everybody thinks, oh, that's just too good to be true until you get here. And then you find out that, you know, it's not that too good to be true. Uh, management, everybody's got your back. They help you any way they can. Uh, they just don't put you out there and leave you out there to hang. Uh, they support you and got and you back for everything you need to have down there. Keep digging into your Rolodex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. How are we doing for time, Sebastian? I forgot to uh, introduce Sebastian uh, Benage on the on the mixed mixed table over there. Hello. We're at 20 minutes, 20 minutes. All right. All right. So this is uh, there's not much editing time left. This is going out of here in uh, three hours. Right. So. Yes, all right. All right. We'll, uh we'll keep we'll keep it on track here. Um, shoutouts. We got some shoutouts to go through. Ooh, let's go. Uh, Dustin, who, who you got here?
3: We got Sean Milligan. Uh, I would like to give a shout out to Duncan Graham for stepping up for Mike Parody, who was on a well deserved vacation. That's a good one.
2: Scott. I got Mike uh, Tribo. Uh, shout out to Alex Morgan, Cody Willett, and Devin Morris for spending last Saturday at Portland's Back Cove during the record breaking uh, storm surge. Uh, their presence gave comfort to those uh, not present on the site, knowing that. Uh, they will be keep. They were keeping an eye on things and ready to respond. Uh, had they not been there, the site would have uh, remained flooded for days. Uh, their commitment was is very much appreciated.
0: Uh, another one from Matt. Shout out to the crew that came to Back Cove South on Sunday to put the long stick on the Cat 349. A late week change in plans resulted in the need for the long stick by Monday morning. Thank you, Ruben Curtis Kruger Tyler. Caleb Young and Eric West for volunteering and stepping up when called upon.
1: So I have one from Carl George. I have a shout out to Preston Cole. Thank you for being there in the morning, plowing out the yard at Lonza and starting uh, to warm up the dump truck for me. So I could go to Bridgeton to do her sewer repair job with Sean Milligan.
0: Next one is from Ryan Kennedy. I wanted to give a shout out to Kruger, Tyler, Eric West, Caleb Young, Ruben Curtis for working on Sunday to get the long stick Put on the 349 excavator down in the back Cove South area. Uh, with short notice, they all came together to get the job done with minimal impact on, on the project as possible. I think Dustin's got one more ad lib.
3: Yeah, I just, uh, I should have done a long time ago, but I just wanted to give a shout out to the uh, Greensboro crew and all the employees who've been on that job since the start. Um, it really made it easy for me to transition from a different company into this company with having that type of uh, crew behind my back. And being able to support me and lead me in the right direction, so I really appreciate that crew. without them, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have got what we got done. So thank you,
0: absolutely. And your leadership down there has been has been steadfast. I would I would say so. Thank appreciate you for that. you know good people lead good crews. That's right. So uh, Newton Grindle Award. We talked about this a bit before. We're gonna give it to Matt Tebow, right? I think so. so. I think so. Yes. So Matt Tebow's uh, first shout out. Um, To Alex Morgan, Cody Ouellette, and Devin Morse for spending uh, last Saturday at Bat Cove during that record-breaking storm surge. Thank you for all you guys did over that weekend to uh, keep crews going. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, A couple of new employee owners to announce. uh, Just for New England. We don't have any uh, new in the Mid-Atlantic this week uh we ha- have a uh, junior foreman dalton dickey uh he has been in the training with us um this week as well uh when we stood up to introduce ourselves he announced he'd been here for about two hours so welcome welcome dalton mm-hmm. uh, another uh heavy equipment operator uh ron mackleman uh starts this week so welcome welcome ron welcome guys All right, couple of announcements we have here. So, uh, new scholarship program for children of employee owners. Sargent is a member of Employee Ownership Foundation, and they have announced the establishment of a new annual scholarship program that employee owners and their children are eligible to receive for their college or vocational education. The trustee scholars program will provide scholarship funds for college and vocational school education for employees. Or the dependent children of employees who are corporate members of the ESOP Association—that's us. We're in the ESOP Association. Uh, application uh, is open December fifteenth to February fifteenth, twenty twenty-four. So we're coming right up on it um, over the next uh, few weeks. Got to get that finished. Uh, created by the Employee Ownership Foundation for children of employee owners, open to employee owners and their family members of corporate members of the ESOP Association and at the time of application. So you got to work here. Uh, each year, the foundation will award two $5,000 per year scholarships for college or trade school, renewable for up to four years each, up to $20,000 for a four-year degree. That's that's pretty big. Uh, scholarship winners will also be eligible for a paid internship in the Washington headquarters of the ESOP Association. The foundation will start awarding scholarships for students beginning The school in the fall of 2024. Uh, Check the show notes down below for a link to the application page.
1: I'd like to take just a second and say, you know, uh, as a person that has a child in college, um, take advantage of these. Um, My daughter's a freshman at uh, NC State, and she applied for a ton of uh, scholarships that, you know, we always said, ah, you don't have a chance of getting that. But I think a lot of this stuff goes unclaimed. So you don't know until you apply. So my word for everybody out there that has a student in college is throw something at it. At least, you know, it's the same thing. You can't hit it if you don't swing. So
0: yeah, there are even, uh, I I know of a couple, I'm on a, on a board where, um, for, for Ramka, there's a scholarship. AGC has scholarships and usually there's only a handful of applicants. So just take the time, get out there, encourage your children to search around. Okay. Let's, uh, let's hit the outro music. Stay safe.